It is summer, glorious, delicious, spicy summer. And just like your favorite summer hits, I'm bringing back some of my favorite episodes this summer from season one and season two. And this month, I'm really excited because I'm highlighting some of my delicious divorce dad and dude episodes with my Men in the Mix June lineup. So grab a cool drink, find a sunny spot, and of course, invite your friends to join in. It's time to soak up all the replay rays this summer on Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. Here is what I want to just ask you today. How would you describe a memorable question? And how does such a question make you feel? Now I need to ask you this. Do you experience a lot of memorable questions on a first date? And are you asking them? When I think about my favorite first dates since my divorce, what makes them stand out from the pack? It's not necessarily the chemistry, which of course is very nice, but it's the connection. It's the connection through the conversation, through my date asking memorable questions and being curious about me. So if you've been dating for a while now after your divorce and it's starting to feel kind of lackluster, or if you've just started on this delicious path called midlife dating and you're feeling a little anxious and unsure about yourself, I am so excited that you're listening to this episode today and that you're going to learn how to ask memorable questions. And I promise you by learning how to do this, it is going to skyrocket, seriously skyrocket you into super sexy status in about 30 seconds on a first date. Seriously, I'm not even exaggerating here. This is real. And I am confident my guest, conversation coach, Darius Brown, the master of the memorable question, would agree with me. And he and I, we are so, well, we're so passionate about this conversation. And we also, we want you to have fantastic first dates and meaningful relationships with rich connection. And the key to that, the key to that is, are you with me? It's through asking memorable questions. Talking about memorable questions gets me even more charged up than discussing vibrators. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you know how much I love to talk about vibrators. But I will tell you this, this topic gets me even more fired up. It's even more delicious, in my opinion. Now, let's get this memorable conversation started with Darius by asking him some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am especially excited today to turn up the heat with my guest, conversation coach, Darius Brown. Hey, Darius. Hey, hey, it's good to be here. Good to have you. Are you excited for your burning questions? I really am. I'm ready for it. Oh, yes, I bet you are. You're the king of questions. So here we go. Now, the whole point is to answer as many questions as you can in 60 seconds. And these questions have been tailored just for you, Darius. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. What do you love more than conversation? Physical touch. What's the smartest thing a woman can do on a date? Position herself to listen. Who's your hero? My mom. Would you rather live where it rains all the time or where it snows all the time? Rains. Talking about meaningful questions makes you want to... Oh, it depends on who it's with, but it makes me want to open up to this person. What is something that never ceases to surprise you? Ooh, I don't... Not something that never ceases to surprise me is ooh, uh, thoughtfulness. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you like to listen? Nine and a half. What is one of your hidden talents? I am a rapper. Would you rather be on a reality dating show or on a game show? Dating show. Love is like? 
A volcano. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you like taking risks? Nine and a half. What do you like to do alone? Ooh, listen to old school video game music and dance. Don't tell nobody. Would you rather ski blindfolded down a hill or hike up a mountain with no shoes on? Ooh, hike up a mountain with no shoes on. Would you rather be stuck in a room with Britney Spears or Kim Kardashian? Ooh, ah! I think Kim Kardashian may have a little bit better conversation than Britney Spears, you know, based upon the life that she's living right now. Emotionally available men are... A diamond in the rough. Do you snore? When I'm tired, absolutely. What's your favorite memorable question? What are two things you love about where you grew up? Memorable questions. We are here to talk with you, Darius, the conversation coach, about Uh the art of the question. Do you think it's an art? I think it's an art. Asking a memorable question is like an art form to me. What do you think? Mm -hmm. It is literally art. It's like painting a canvas with your conversation, yes, All right. for sure. Well, you uh, you have the stage, and I want to hear, and I know the listener definitely wants to hear, what are the components to making a question memorable? Oh, look at you. This is a, you asked a phenomenal question. So there are several components. There There is, number one, the question must paint a picture, and it must it must evoke emotion, right? And then if when you want to construct a great question, when you are having a conversation on a date, especially for our men who need some of that help, the divorce dad, yes. The divorce dad. You want to start with what's and how's. Okay. That is your greatest layup, right? And so uh, say if someone, you want to start with the obvious when you're on a date with somebody versus just asking these invasive questions that have no warrant to receive. So if you're on this date and you're talking to them, talk about something obvious that you guys know about before, uh, whether it's where they, uh, if you know where they live, where they grew up or whatever it may be. So if you know about where they grew up, you guys discussed that before, it was on their dating profile, they grew up in Minnesota, whatever it may be. And you may start with the what or how. So you may say, what was it like uh, growing up in Minnesota for you and your siblings? You know, all you guys, what were two of the most favorite things you loved about growing up in Minnesota, right? Um, No one has ever asked me those questions on a first date. Just going to say it. That would really impress me. (laughs) I hope the divorce dad is listening right now. That would really impress me. I hope so too. But it's, you know, or you can go with with the how. A how is, um, how was it being able to, you know, weather all the snowy weather growing up in Minnesota, right? It's just the how. The how is what's take out descriptions. It helps people paint pictures. How helps you to see how someone became who they become. And so you can start with those two and you're able to really start to understand somebody. The first part. Okay, what's the next part? Because that seems, for me, that seems kind of simple, but I like asking questions. A lot of people don't ask questions on a first date. They just talk. They do a lot of talking. They just talk. Well, we sometimes, we believe that presenting is more important than positioning ourselves to listen. And what do and you think about that conversation, coach? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's for me, it is, it shows automatic selfishness from the job. Either selfishness or shyness. Interesting. If So we should do, file that away on a first date. If someone is just presenting presenting okay presenting. i'm gonna file that away yeah this is either they're shy and they don't know how to have great conversations so they're just striving to throw something out there in order to get nervous, it nervous maybe nervous. insecure right. sure or i really don't care much about what you have to say i really like hearing myself speak more, a lot more i'm going to tell you a whole lot about me hopefully what i have to say impresses you enough N- not understanding that my ability to listen to who you are and Would what you are be much more impacting it's much more impact so that's what it is so so file that 
way is either shy or selfish and you'll know which one it is in your intuition when you are talking to that person. You just know it doesn't feel good. It just doesn't, doesn't feel, feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make me happy on a first date when someone's just presenting. Presenting, right. And sometimes we have the responsibility or capability to stop that person and say, hey, you know, I really enjoy all these details you're sharing with me. And then you can start to kind of say, hey, either I would love if you could ask me some questions. I would love to share some things about me, you know, with you. Or you can start to ask questions to them and hopefully train them to ask you questions too. So we can change the narrative of the conversation um, if they're shy. But if they're selfish, they're automatically going to resort back to talking about themselves a whole lot to present again and not listen. But if the divorced dad is listening right now, he really wants to learn the art yes. of the question. I know you have more to tell him. Yes, I and do. And also so, the, the divorced mom. So we're all ears. And so you usually want to start with the what or how. Right. Now, um, if you guys know anything about guns, uh, I don't... Uh, not know, really, not but a, what's the metaphor? Right. What's the correlation between guns it's and questions? Okay. The fellas will understand this. Especially the fellas will. Good deal. Okay. Uh, if they grew up playing video games or knowing movies that you can put... There's certain guns you can put silencers on. Right. You can add additions to certain guns to make them accomplish your mission even more. If you want a, a silent environment and you don't want the gun to be loud, you put a silencer on it. If you want the gun to shoot at a much faster pace, you can put another drum on there, whatever it may be. And so questions are the same. You can add another layer onto the front of a question as a bonus in order to get more information. So here's where I'm going with that. Okay. So, Great visual. Right. So I wanted to paint that picture. When you're using your what's in your house, before, when you start a question, you can add something onto the front of it to get more specific detailed information to paint a clear picture. So instead of me saying, hey, what was it like for you growing up in Minnesota? What were your favorite two activities? I can say, you know, when you were eight years old, right, what were two of the most enjoyable things you did when playing with friends outside? Wow. That's what you call add-ons, you know, so you want to- Add-ons. I just got, I just got a little warm over here. (laughs) I need a cold drink. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope the divorce dad is listening to this right now. I hope that somebody approaches you like that. And I'm not, it's not a hot flash, by the way. I don't have those yet. They're coming though. (laughs) Darn it, they're coming. But anyway, that's not, okay. Anyway, this is really doing something for me over here. Darius, okay, the add-ons. Yes, add-ons. The what's, the hows, the add-ons. Okay, what else? Yeah, so add-ons help you to take a person to a place where it's more specific, right? Right. You know, when you were, when you were 30 years old, uh, what aha moments did you have? I love being 30 years old, by the way. (laughs) 30, 30, 30 was great. But anyway, I'd have a lot to say about that. Okay. So when I was 30 years old. Right. So if I asked you, well, when you were 30, year old, 30 years old, uh, did 30 feel, what was your thoughts of 30 that, you know, you had in your mind compared to what other people thought 30 should have been when you were younger, right? So, you know, people have this expectation of what 30 should be like. So I'm at, it's just adding on when you were, right? Right. What was it like at this, whatever it is, add that add on to the what and how, and then take it from there. You know, when you were 24, how did you decide what it was that you wanted to dive into as far as your profession. I'm taking you back to 24 at this stage. Wow, this is just a this is a really fascinating conversation. I, I've never been asked these questions on a date before in my life. I, I'm kind of dumbfounded right now. I mean, I think that, I think, here's the thing. I think questions create so mm-hmm. much intimacy. Yes. And I know I follow you. I follow you, Darius. I'm a fan of you and what you have to say. And I know in one of your conversations on Instagram, you were talking mm-hmm. about how emotional intimacy, if you can ask questions like you're sharing right now, it shows that you have emotional intimacy because you're creating space to get to know someone else. 
Can you talk about that a little bit more? You just hit it on the head. I know, but um, it's it's what you said. I'm just saying you know, what you said on Instagram. <laughs> but I want you to say it on, on my episode with me right now in real time. You know, I got you covered. So here's the thing. We don't ask great questions like this if we haven't created space within ourselves for somebody else. And if you're not on a healing journey, you won't be able to, to ask great questions because you don't have space for anybody. All you have space for is to present, is to speak. What's that about? Yeah. So, What's that about? Well, if the divorced dads have done a proper journey, journey of getting therapy or sure. uh, being able to get counseling, whatever it may be. You, all therapy and counseling is about is asking yourself a series of questions in order to find clarity within self. Right. True. So, which is why it's so through, valuable. I highly recommend you, therapy. So here's where I'm going with this. Yes, please. The quality of the questions you ask yourself will be the questions you ask other people. Yeah. That's what that is about. So it's uh, so the thing is, you don't have room for intimacy if you're not being intimate with yourself. That's another whole episode. <laughs> we'll have that another time but what i'm hearing is people who have done therapy and have created space to really know themselves and heal themselves Mm -hmm. maybe have more curiosity or comfort with creating space for someone else for sure curiosity is a curiosity is a practice that starts within and then it becomes outwardly Mm. possible it's one of my favorite ways to be curious curious curiosity strike me as a curious human i'm very curious fantastic Um, the only thing that shuts down our curiosity has to be fear and unchecked wound that's what shuts down our curiosity fear and unchecked wounds i'm fearful of finding out things i've been hurt before so i don't want to know about things i'll just stick to my bubble or i have these wounds that i haven't really healed so i don't want to be curious about somebody else right now not even curious about myself right so just to lighten it up just a little bit although that's such rich wise feedback and i really hope the listener takes it in i know i'm taking it in right now i'm so grateful to have this conversation with you just to lighten it up for a little bit you know a few more minutes before we say our goodbyes first dates can be intimidating so you gave us again the the what and the how what are some other breezy suggestions around questions on a first date just to keep it breezy well the thing is first date conversations can go wherever the energy allows it can go deep or it can be light but you always start light. it always starts light with the what's always start with the what's whether it's with the food on the menu whether it's with uh what they may be wearing that's not of course talking about that that looks really good on you no whatever it may be uh you can find certain things maybe it's the earrings maybe it's a certain purse maybe it's certain shoes something uh, not aggressively attached to the woman's body her body parts you don't want to mention those things but mention things around it if you want to start a conversation from there she has a certain purse that looks really good like you know it's a really good looking purse there you know what was your motivation behind buying that purse in particular what was the the color the design it's small things where you can get to know a little bit about attention right right so if you're nervous you don't know what to talk about find things outside of the outfit that they're wearing as far as their dress or shirt so they won't think you're paying attention to their breasts or their butt or whatever it may be stay away from that but look at the smaller things the earrings the purse whatever it may be and you can talk about the what again if you know things about this person about work where they're coming from or the kids if they say all the kids blah 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 but sorry i'm late whatever it is you can talk about the things that are obvious the what's then you go from the what's to the who that's how you start building a connection so it's really it's really being present and and using your senses what you're seeing what you're hearing what you're that's all you have you question what's around you so if you have this blue shirt on i may say first of all this blue shirt looks really good with your complexion you know uh, was was blue one of your favorite colors growing up or what were your favorite colors growing up it's my signature 
signature color, Darius. So yes. Royal blue. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, now at this point, this is a whole different part of the conversation. I can choose how I want to respond. Either I can relate to that. Right. Or I can ask you about other colors that lead to other things. I, was, I can say, okay, if you had to describe a color that goes with uh, how you are when you are upset, which color would that be? Upset. Fuchsia pink. Fuchsia, out of all colors, fuchsia pink? Fuchsia pink. Now, most, most people would say red. What does, how does fuchsia pink <laughs> Right. Came to my mind. Right. So, how does what does fuchsia pink look like when you get mad? How does that come out? So now I'm really getting to know who you are. Right, from, and it's and it's playful. Uh, See, I laughed when you made that comment. It's very playful. Right. So you can have right. a lot of fun with the questions. It doesn't have to be this high stakes, high stress. Be right. creative. Be curious. Have fun. Have fun. Now, I will say before you get get on that date, have a phone call and talk about deal breakers before you get on a date. Interesting. Don't waste the person's time. Okay. If you if you can help it, get the phone numbers. If, even if you meet them out and about. Sometimes the situations when you meet them and you're like, hey, let's go grab a smoothie or let's go. I want to further talk. And that's that's dope. That's great. But if you just meet somebody in passing, talk on the phone with them, discuss deal breakers. Don't waste their time nor your time. So, so deal breakers meaning you're looking for the same thing when it comes to dating. Right. right. Value, okay. things of that nature. Right. Say if this okay. person has kids. Say, well, if it's divorced dads, right? A divorced moms, more than likely you're going to have kids. If, if, High if probability, the, yes. Or you could be divorced as a younger person too and maybe you want one or more kids. Right. And right? That for me would be a deal breaker because I don't want any more kids. So now imagine you. if that yes. was being discussed on a date yes. and you didn't know that on the phone. Yeah, that would be good to have that squared away. So it's certain things you want to talk about when it comes to maybe faith, kids, um, just things of that nature. You want to talk about certain deal breakers that you know about yourself that's just not going to work. Well, this has been such a rich, informative, playful chat with you. Any final words around the art of the question before we uh, wrap things up? And I do want to hear from you how the listener can find you. For sure. So again, with the art of the question. If you're on the first date, start with, again, what's present. Start with what's around you. Start with what you know about them already. What you know about them or what you see. Two things. What you know about them or what you see. And then start with those what's or how's. If you want to get more details about it, begin to ask questions about specific timelines in their life. When they were 10, when you were 12, when you were 30, you know, when you were blah, blah, blah. Then ask, what was that like? Blah, 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 blah. Or how did you become blah, blah, blah? How did you decide? Whatever it is. So, um, um, and then take it from there. Take it from there and begin to be list, a listener. Be present. Be present. Always Not just a presenter. Yes. Present Always position. Last. Position say, yourself to listen first. Say that one more time, just for fun. <laughs> Present last, position yourself to listen first. It should be a competition to see who can listen to each other the most, not who can present the best. Wonderful way to end this episode. Now, how can the listener find you? Because you have so much to offer and you're so wise and you just share such great content. And I want everyone to follow you on Instagram and wherever else you're at. Thank you. So you can follow me at I'm, not I am, I'm Darius Brown on Instagram and on Clubhouse. Or you can just simply type in your conversation coach and I'll pop them as well, too. Wonderful. Darius, this has been such a gift. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Okay, that that conversation made me feel some things. (laughs) I need a minute. I need a minute. See, women, we're just so simple. Just ask us some memorable questions. It's easy. It's easy. Okay, it's fair to say I am now officially on a happy high, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. Today's tip to happiness is find the funny. Okay. When it comes to dating in midlife, I have learned to find the funny. I mean, dating is fun and it's pretty funny. And if you're feeling nervous before a first date, I say just start laughing out loud. Try it. 
It works. Just sit in your car before you go into the coffee shop or wherever you're meeting your date and laugh. It will lighten you up. It will release a lot of adrenaline, all of that nervous energy. I mean, you're not auditioning for a reality show, right? You're not asking the bank for a loan. You're just going on a first date. The stakes are low. The stakes are low. Laugh. If you feel nervous on a first date, start smiling. Just smile. If you smile, I promise your date will smile back at you. Laugh, smile, and find the funny. Well, this has been so much fun for me. I hope it's been so much fun for you to learn about what a memorable question is and how to ask it. And if you need someone to practice your memorable questions with, I say, find me. I'll practice with you. I love memorable questions. I want you to have such rich and playful connections, and I want you to have so much fun on your first dates. So treat yourself also to following Darius Brown on Instagram. His page is everything, and he talks even more in depth about the art and magic of memorable questions. Please be sure to also follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And you can also follow Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to visit the website, divorcedandhappy.net, where you will find all of my podcast episodes and my blog on life after divorce. If you've found value in this episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, I would sure love it if you would consider buying me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you in advance for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, excited about memorable questions. And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Till then, you take good care.